We're in week three of a series on the Holy Spirit called Filled, called Filled. Um, For those of you who do not know me, my name is Beth Miller, and I serve as the children's and family pastor here at Life Church Buffalo. Maybe it's your first time here, welcome, or maybe you've just started recently coming in the last few weeks, and um, you know, we've been in a really unique season for our church. I am typically in the back with our children and with our kids and our students. That's where my heart really is at. But a few weeks ago, I mean, goodness, it may seem like a few months now. It's been a long time. What should have been a routine appendectomy, our lead pastor wasn't feeling well and went in for an appendectomy and there were complications. Um, much more than there should have been, which led to an extended 21-day stay in the hospital, losing over 40 pounds, and there was a lot to recover. And so um, while our lead pastor has been recovering, um, I I I have been bringing God's word to God's people, and I just wanna thank you for the warm welcome. I have loved bringing God's word, but... My heart is really with those kids. I miss them. I really do miss them. But I've, I've enjoyed my time with you guys. But I'm so excited to share that next week, our lead pastor, Pastor Pete, will be back next week. Woo! I'm so, he just said, I can't wait. We are so excited to have him back to wrap up this series on the Holy Spirit. It has, I'm just, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to have our pastor back. Thank you for allowing me to bring God's word. And thank you, church, for praying for our lead pastor. For those of you who don't know, he's also my brother. So thank you so much for praying for my brother and my pastor. And one more thanks before I jump into God's word today. I just wanted to thank all of our Kids Life leaders and our volunteers um, who I have been away. I may have been dropping some balls recently, you know, juggling a lot. In our kids' ministry, our volunteers are incredible. They are fantastic. I have been able to step away, and they have just kept on going. So to all of our leaders who have been running our children's ministry, and to every single volunteer from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Okay. Woo! Woo! Okay. Yes. Yes, so we are in week three of um, a series on the Holy Spirit called Filled, and we kicked it off in week one. Um, Just a quick review, if you're new to this, is that the Holy Spirit is God. We believe in a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, that the Holy Spirit is active in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that he is alive and living inside of us for those who have placed their faith in Christ alone, yes, and that he loves, the Holy Spirit loves to point people to Jesus Christ. It is all about Jesus. It's all about him. The one who sits on the throne, who paid the price for our sin, who purchased salvation with his blood. It is all about him. It's about Jesus. And last week, week two of our series, we had our first ever family service. I hope you guys had fun with that. It was, it was fun, but I hope it wasn't only fun. I hope that we still learned something as we were talking about um, filled and fruitful. And we had a gardening lesson on what it's like to be rooted and planted and watered and to have a guard up to, you know, to guard what the Holy Spirit has planted inside of us. And that we have to be people who, who get in the garden and do some weeding. 
that we get on our knees in repentance to pull out that sin and get to the root of things. And today I'm excited to be talking about gifts. We're going to be talking about gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Today's message is called Filled and Gifted. Filled and Gifted. Raise your hand if you like gifts. If you like gifts, awesome, yes, yes. Awesome, some of you are like, oh, whatever. But, so we're not necessarily um, our family. We don't do a lot of gifts throughout the year, but I do love Christmas time. Um, I actually just noticed that someone started doing a countdown for Christmas already, like letting people know how many Fridays are left till Christmas. And Lifetime is doing Christmas in July for all you ladies who love all of those Christmas movies. <laughs> um, but so I love Christmas and watching my kids open their gifts and, and watching their faces. And it was a few years ago that um, the magic of Christmas was still alive in our house. And um, so if, if you're upset that we did Santa in our house, please don't send me any emails. It's okay. Yep. And um, so we're exchanging gifts. This is a few years ago. And I'm opening gifts from, from my girls. I'm opening gifts from my husband. And I'm opening gifts from Santa Claus. It's going great. My kids are opening stuff. My husband's opening gifts from me and the girls. And we're just about done. And Addie realizes that Santa didn't give any gifts to Daddy. Daddy? <laughs> Did Santa not get you any gifts? <laughs> Someone forgot to write Santa's names on some, of, on some of the gifts. And it was like, oh no, who did that? Not, not me, not me. Santa, did Santa forget to get you any gifts? Now I am not associating the Holy Spirit with Santa Claus. Please know that, know that I'm not doing that. But I do think that sometimes when we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that some Christians might look at the gifts or they'll hear about them and they'll look at other people who may be operating in a lot of gifts or it's easy to identify the gift that they have and they may just think, did, did, I, did I not get any gifts? Did, did I get missed? Maybe when you, know, when you get older, you're very okay with not getting gifts. So you're like, well, maybe, maybe I should be fine. Did, did I not get any gifts? Or maybe today we're gonna be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you didn't know that there were gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited then to be jumping into God's word with us today. We're going to be in the book of 1 Corinthians. I'll be jumping into it in a little bit. But all of scripture points in the other direction that, that the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to give us are for all people. Now I wanna clarify that this, message, this series could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. There's so much to talk about when talking about the Holy Spirit. And when talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that in itself could go on for 21 weeks to talk about all of the gifts and, and how he works. Um, I mean, if you were to go on, um, if you were to Google, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You would have blogs and posts and sermons and videos that would pop up that would say, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the, let me take that back, the 15 gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, 
the 21 gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I don't think that our response should be, ah, I I just, there's too much to it. I think it's too difficult. I can't wrap my brain around it. I'm just not gonna jump into that part of it. We wanna get into God's word. We wanna unpack and discover and, and open the gifts that God has for us. I mean, if it was Christmas morning, if someone said, you know, there's seven gifts under the Christmas tree, great. Actually, I take that back, there's nine. Awesome. Actually, there's 15. Sweet. (laughs) There's 21. Score. We get excited to hear the numbers go up. It would stir, right? Someone's excited. It would stir up a bit. Today, I'm going to be giving just a, a, a cover of it, an introduction to it, but there's, it's something to be excited about. And since we know that the Holy Spirit operates so that we can continue to point people back to Jesus, to go and be disciples, to, wit- to be witnesses and to go and make disciples, for everyone who has said, you want, you want me to do that? I don't, I don't think that I can go do that. I didn't grow up like you, Pastor Beth. I didn't grow up in the church. I'm not a pastor. I didn't take Bible classes. You want me to go? But we remember what, what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Not just your pastors, not just your leaders, but you will be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit will come on you with power. Yes, you can go share the gospel. Yes, you can be a witness. Yes, you can. One of the great fulfilled promises of the Old Testament is that one day all of God's people would receive the Holy Spirit in his fullness in his fullness. It wasn't always like that. In week one, we learned that the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament, but oftentimes it would only be for a specific, at a specific moment over a specific leader and usually for a limited period of time. But the prophecy came in Joel chapter two, that in the future, all people would share in the fullness of what the spirit has for God's people. I wanna read you this prophecy from the Old Testament and when it came true in the New Testament, Joel 2, 28 through 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Can you say all flesh? All flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions even on the male and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit. It references male and female, old and young, slave and free. It mentions all flesh, that this anointing, this filling would be unlike anything that Israel had ever seen in all of history. And it was for all flesh. I wanted to say something to those of you who may be older in years. Maybe you're in your 60s, your 70s, your 80s. Maybe you just started getting serious about your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you knew about him in your younger years. Maybe even in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, you kind of came and went through church, but you weren't really rooted and planted. And now you're older and you're you're sensing, you're, you're really getting serious with your faith. And you may be thinking, maybe I'm just... 
I, I miss the years where, where God was gonna pour out his spirit on me. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I messed up. I wanna tell you that if you're in your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, your 90s, the Holy Spirit still wants to pour his spirit out on you. If he has decided to still keep you alive on this earth when he loves you so much, he can't wait to bring you home. But if he still has you on this earth, he's not done with you yet. He still has things for you today. I don't care how old you are. The Holy Spirit wants to pour out his presence on you no matter your age. You can still receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. You didn't miss it. You didn't miss it. I also wanted to say that you're not too young. I don't know about you, but I've never read a passage in scripture that it said that you had to be 35 and a half years old to receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. I believe that when you say yes to Jesus and you make him the Lord and the master, the leader of your life, that the Holy Spirit wants to give you gifts. It says that when he wants to pour out his spirit on the young as well to our teenagers, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are made available to you as well. I received some of my gifts of the Holy Spirit at 13 years old. I can remember the moment that my life was forever marked and changed. I also, in preparing this, I was praying for a special group of people. Um, for those of you who are adults, who may even have, maybe you have a, a, a learning disability. Maybe you feel a little bit different. Maybe sometimes there's things that, that you struggle with. I wanna say that that's okay. That I wanna say that no matter what label or diagnosis or the things that you struggle with, the Holy Spirit can pour out his spirit on you as well. I don't want you to look around the room and go, I struggle. I have a hard time learning. I have a hard time understanding. I believe for you as well that the Holy Spirit is available to you as well. No matter who you are, the Holy Spirit wants to pour out his spirit on you. This message, I preached a shorter version of it and a more kid-appropriate version of it a few weeks ago in our elementary class. We had a really special Sunday. I, I had shared a message with them. And after the service, um, I, I received an email from a mom. And I, wanted, I asked for her permission if I could read it. Um, but I, I wanted to share a testimony of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the, in the hearts of even young children and young children in this church. And I hope that it stirs your heart, that it stirs your desire for, I want, I want some of that. I, I want some of that. She writes, I, I, just, I'm, I am just writing because I wanna say thank you. I've always seen value in kids' programs, but I can honestly say I've never seen one like this. And I'm sure that most children's pastors genuinely love Jesus, but you truly have such a gift. I'm not sharing this to compliment myself. I'm sorry. Um, in making the tangible and real for kids. My kids are literally obsessed with Jesus and I know that a large part of that is what, um, is what he learns and how real Jesus is made to him at church. I always think of how you have said there is no junior Holy Spirit. People, myself included, do kind of subconsciously think that, don't we? My son plays Sunday school all the time and he always remembers to bring his Bible to church and asks um, me to read multiple times a day and he talks 
about dreams that he has about Jesus constantly. Just last week, he told his daycare teacher that while he napped, he dreamed of Jesus. And she asked what it was about. And he said, Jesus was telling him, Jesus was telling him about when he had made her the teacher. And he told her that Jesus said that she is beautiful and so kind. Apparently she had been dealing with some sudden anxiety really bad right at that moment. And it was such an encouragement to her that she burst into tears right in front of him. I'm totally crying as I type this and I'm reading it. But how God can use a sweet little four-year-old boy in that way, it blows my mind. And just last night, my older son said, Pastor Beth was telling us that we all have gifts from God, that we don't have to be a certain age to use them. Mom, do you think that I might have the gift of miracles? We've always told him that he was a miracle and God must have big plans for him because without a series of miracles when he was born, he might not be here today. I just wanted to say thank you and I hope you feel an extra breath of encouragement today. What you do matters. We have children who are dreaming dreams and praying for gifts. That Sunday when I preached and we were about to pray together and all of their their eyes were closed and some of them wanted to raise their hands and before I started to pray, one little girl stopped me and with all sincerity in her heart, she said, wait, Pastor Beth, can you wait? Can I pray for more than one gift? Yes. Yes, you can. You can pray for one more gift. We jump into the New Testament, and in the book of Acts, Jesus, just as Jesus had said, the disciples were gathered in one room. They were waiting for what Jesus had promised them, and a rushing wind came in, and what appeared to be tongues of fire rested on their heads, and they preached a gospel in languages that they had never heard before. And at that time, there were people from multiple nations and countries that were gathered that got to hear the gospel preached in their own native tongue. The power of the Holy Spirit empowered them and gifted them to preach the gospel, to go and make witnesses And that day the gospel spread and churches popped up all over the place. It says that thousands placed their faith in Jesus that day. The Holy Spirit made his appearance and he is made available to all of us today. And we too, if we're followers of Christ, are living in the same age, enjoying the same enormous privilege, a privilege that Old Testament believers must have yearned for. My question to you today, church, is do you yearn for more of the Holy Spirit? Do you? Do you yearn to discover your gifts and to use your gifts? I know we have some excited people in here today who they have a resounding yes. Maybe you're watching online and you would say yes but I wanna ask you to really evaluate, do you yearn for more of the presence of the Holy Spirit? To know him, to have fellowship with him, to discover what gifts that he has for you. Do you want him to talk to you? And if he tells you what your gifts are, do you want to use them? 
Do you? I would ask that you evaluate the condition of your heart because my prayer is that it is yes. I yearn for more of him to uncover the gifts that he has for you, not to make you powerful, not to make you look like a superhero, but to utilize the gifts that the spirit has given us, a particular gift so that you can love others, so that you can serve others, so that you can build the church and to live out the mission that Jesus gave to every single one of us to go and preach the gospel, to go and make disciples, to go, to go share the good news of Jesus Christ. We're gonna be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I also, um, that it's, pre, it's um, written by the Apostle Paul. I also wanted to be preaching from Romans 12 and a whole bunch of other areas as well. And we all know that I have a, a tendency to be a tad long-winded. I don't wanna break another record for the longest message recorded at Life Church Buffalo. So in my full kids pastor um, personality, I actually have a take-home sheet if anyone wants extra references, descriptions of gifts and verses that you are like, I wanna uncover more of this, at the back um, of the auditorium on your way out, I have a take-home sheet for you, for you guys that covers a whole lot more stuff. <laughs> for those of you who wanna jump into studying some more during the week. But some background information on the book of Corinthians. It started in a church of the city called Corinth. And some scholars describe Corinth as the last place to start a church. That's where we're at, the last place to start a church. They were wealthy. They had beautiful architecture. They were a very large city, some say 700,000 to a million people. Um, they had beautiful architecture, wealthy. They're described as drunken and shamelessly immoral. Romans were even taken back by how they lived. They were pagans, mostly known for worshiping Venus, the goddess of love, and they built a temple in her honor in Corinth, um, and they employed more than a thousand prostitutes in her honor. Wow. They were a sinful city, and Paul himself described um, in chapter 2, verse 3, he, he writes as if he was afraid to go there, um, Chapter two, verse three, he said that he arrived in weakness and fear and with much trembling. Paul spent 18 months in Corinth and because he's a missionary, God ended up bringing him, sending him to another, in another area, um, but a growing and thriving church sprung up in Corinth. And the reason why I wanted to share that because this entire series so far, I've been pointing you guys to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do is to go and make disciples, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to, to be witnesses. And I share all of that background information for everyone who says, Pastor Beth, you don't know my family. You don't know my family. You don't know what sin holds them. You don't know how they make fun of it. You don't know what they are involved in. You don't know, you don't know my family. I just wanted to share all that because if the gospel can take root and a church could be planted in Corinth, the gospel could take root in your family. That's why God saved you and planted you, you in that family. If the gospel could reach Corinth, the gospel could reach your family. 
You can get a sense in his writings in this book. It's a little bit different. You can, you can sense his tears, maybe his frustration when he's writing them because he gets reports of what's happening in the church that he had planted while he's away. And throughout Corinthians, you'll read the things that he's addressing. He's talking to them about division in the church. He's talking about incest, being sexually immoral, abuse of Christian freedoms, chaos at church. Their pagan festivals and rituals were again invading their church culture. And then he talks about spiritual gifts in the midst of this letter. We're gonna be picking up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse one. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. I wanna stop here for a second real quick. I just have like a one and a half minute thing that I wanted to say about this. As Paul is introducing this conversation about spiritual gifts, he first addresses their pagan influences and how it's invading their church culture. I need to clarify something and address something. We believe in God, one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and he's surrounded by his angels. We also believe in Satan, who was once an angel. He fell from heaven and he took a whole bunch of angels with him. So there is God and his angels. There is Satan and his demons. There is a very real spiritual realm. It is very real. It is very real. And when Paul starts first writing and talking about the spiritual gifts, he wanted to first correct some of the influences of what they were bringing into their church culture again. Now the enemy is very real and he is very smart and he wants to take our attention just a little bit off of him. And he is known for making a counterfeit of almost everything of what God does. He tries to make it look just just like it, it's, it's so similar, it's okay, it feels okay, right? Just trust your heart, it feels right. No, if you are a Christ follower, if you have said yes to Jesus, that he is the Lord and master of your life, no longer you, no longer you, have nothing to do with astrology, with horoscopes, mediums, psychics, crystals, tarot cards, the occult, chakras, manifesting, any of it or all of it have nothing to do with it. Seriously, the Bible is very clear to not have anything to do with this. Deuteronomy 18, nine through 13 says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because of these detestable practices. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. I can give you many more verses, but that's not today's topic, but I still wanted to bring clarity and instruct our church to stay far, far away from that. Don't, don't even dabble in it. It's not even a fun thing to share on the social media. Don't involve in that, yourself in that. We place our faith in the God who hung the stars in the sky. That's who we go to. That's who we go to. We submitted 
and surrendered our life to Christ, he knows what's happening in your today and in all of your tomorrows, and he knows when, he will take, when you will take your last breath. Trust him alone. Trust him alone. And guys, I read the end of this. We win. We win. We win. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm gonna be picking up in verse four. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of work, workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, can you say each one? Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits, or some would say discernment to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still other, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one, the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one. Can you say each one? Each one, just as he determines. Just as he determines. You guys are jumping up and down. He gave gifts to each one. You guys are jumping up and down. That's, ex that's exciting. I, I'm a kid's pastor. I've done props this entire series. I think I'm going to do another prop for all of our visual learners out there. Rich Clarkson, can I please have my gift? Thank you so much. I mean, you guys all said that you like gifts. Thank you so much for this gift. Oh, I mean, we just read, we just read that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to each one. Now, if you have made Jesus the Lord, the master of your life, I'm not gonna ask for a raise of hands, but I'm gonna assume the majority of you have. His word says that he has given you a gift that he's given you a gift. Let's see who this is for. It says, to those who made Jesus Lord. So you get a gift. Wouldn't it be great actually if we got to see it like this? You know, oh, we got, it's a nice gift. It's a nice gift. I said yes to Jesus. We got a gift from the Holy Spirit. If I were to come into your house and I were to give you a gift, you could accept it. Be like, thank you so much, Beth. I don't know what's at your front when you walk in. I've got a piano right near my front door. Maybe if you brought me a gift, I'd be like, thank you. And I'd put it down. I've accepted the gift, right? I've received it. But that gift is still just like sitting on my piano waiting. It's like, this is a nice gift. Look, look at, look at my gift. Isn't it so great? Isn't it so great? Man, I love my gift. Woo! I got a gift. And I think that this is how a lot of the people in the church, when you've said yes to Jesus, that you may be operating. Well, first, you actually didn't know. Maybe you didn't know that you, you could have a gift. Maybe you thought that you were too old and you missed it. Maybe you thought you're too young and, and you, you didn't get it yet. Maybe you thought, I struggle with understanding, so he just skipped me. I, I don't get one of those gifts. 
You go to like a, a, a Christmas party where everyone's exchanging gifts and you're like off to the side and be like, I don't think I got one. If you said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has a gift for you. The Holy Spirit has a gift for you. We don't just walk around this gift. This is such a nice gift. I wanna open my gift. I wanna find out what he gave me. If you're a parent, when you give your kids a gift and you're like, you're like watching them open it, you want them to open it and love it and use it. I'm sure the Holy Spirit is like, I I got you something. I'm gonna help you build my church. You think that you can't share the gospel with everyone? Wait till you see what I gave you. We get all excited on Sundays. We'll be like, yes, I can't wait to open my gift. And then Monday comes. Be like, forget, we forget about our gift. We get busy with our schedules. We forget to prioritize our relationship with Christ. And we just forget because what if, what if I find out what my gift is and then there's some accountability there, some responsibility that comes with it. Whoo, am I gonna open my gift? I want you to yearn for the Holy Spirit to open your gift. And guys, in that passage, I didn't understand why everybody didn't just jump up and down and get all excited because in that passage, it says that to each one, the Holy Spirit, he will distribute his gifts to different people at different times, but to each one, he wants to give a gift. And there's an, he gave some examples and on it, I have it, you can't read it on here, but there's wisdom or words of knowledge, prophecy, faith, miracles, healing, tongues and interpretation of tongues, discernment, that should get us excited that you have a gift of the Holy Spirit. You have a gift. Have you opened it up? Man, when I was preaching this with our elementary kids last week, their eyes were just so wide and they were like, me too, me too, me too. Paul then goes on to talk about that we're one body, the body of Christ with the Holy Spirit alive and living inside of us. We make up a church who is one body, all with different parts. There's a hand, there's a feet, there's the eyes. We can't all be the same thing. We all have different roles and no one is more important. You can't be like, well, big toe, I'm better than you because of this. No. And I, I think that we should be excited about opening our gifts. I would love to see miracles pour out of this place that as we lift his name up, that as we lift his name up, that our our young men would, would be dreaming dreams and having visions and prophesying, that people would be laying hands on each other and miracles would happen, that we would experience healings. Do you want that church? Do you want that? Do you want the gift of wisdom and understanding that when you open his word, that it becomes like fire, that you just understand things even before you had all of the proper training, the Holy Spirit has the ability to do that for you. He has the ability to do that for you. Verse 29 says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, 
Do all work miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Eagerly desire the gifts. Do you eagerly desire the gifts? Also in 14.1, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit. My take-home sheet that I gave you has a list and a description and a reference of, of 21 different gifts that you can uncover and unpack because God has a plan for you. If you call Life Church Buffalo your home, maybe it's your first time here. I'm, I'm so happy that you're here. Maybe you're still testing us out, but if you call Life Church Buffalo your home church, I wanna say that God ordained and designed and wanted you planted here for such a time as this. He deposited things inside of you. He has given you gifts. And he said, you know what? I want you a part of Life Church Buffalo. They got what I put in, they need what I put inside of you. You have a part. He's given you a gift to go and build the church, to go and make disciples. That we would be people who are so hungry for more of him for more of him. You know, I wish that I could give you a three-step solution to be like, is it like a secret map or something? Is there a gift hidden in my house? Do you have the map where I can go find the gift and open it up so I can discover what my gifts are? I wish that there was like a map that I could pass along, you know, a new app that's on your phone that you can like hide, like beep, 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 beep. There it is, open it up, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? But I do want, before I leave, I wanna give you guys a couple things for those of you who are like, I wanna discover more. What does he have for me? How, how do I do this? How do I open the gift that God has for me? I have a couple things that I wanna pass along. Number one, it might sound simple or easy, like of course that's what you're gonna say, but I, I wanna tell you to pray, to pray. I mean, we can say that we pray. We're really great at saying, I'll pray for you on social media. But I wanna ask you to pray. Pray and ask God to show you what your spiritual gift is. Say, God, I want to open up my gift. I wanna discover more. God, I, if it's healing, if it's healing, God, would you give me wisdom? Would you grow my faith? Even if it's a scary one, God, if, if you wanna give me the gift of tongues, then give it to me. I want whatever you have for me, whatever you have for me. But then I want you to pray, but I also want you to ask others to pray for you. In the New Testament, a lot of times we would see that someone would open up their gift or the evidence of their gift of what the Holy Spirit had given them oftentimes happened with the laying on of hands. They would lay hands on each other, whether it's a leader or a pastor, a trusted, someone you have trusted in your life, a small group leader. Maybe you're at small group this week and, and during prayer time, you just say, you know what? I want someone to pray for me because I wanna, un I wanna discover and uncover what gifts God has for me because I wanna use them. I wanna know what they are. Would you ask others to pray for you? I'm gonna be so bold as to actually ask this group of people who are sitting in this room right now, 
If you have uncovered or opened some of your spiritual gifts and you operate in some of your spiritual gifts, would you raise your hand all around this room? Me too. It's a life-changing moment for me. If you looked around the room, leave it up for one more time, for everyone who still wants to uncover more of their gifts, or maybe you want more, you can also go up to these people as well and just after service, maybe in the foyer, maybe you wanna say, hey, can we grab coffee sometime? Could you lay hands on me? I wanna pray. I wanna seek after him. I want more of him. Pray, pray, pray together. Number two, I want you to learn about spiritual gifts. Be hungry for more of him. Read books, talk to people, take, take my take home sheet to hear all of how the different ways that God gives gifts to his people, learn. We should, we should be people who are learners, that we would be hungering for more of him, that we would, I wanna discover more. I wanna learn more to all of who he is. Learn about the spiritual gifts. And also those people that raise their hand around the room, maybe that's one of the things that you can ask them about is ask them to share their testimony. There's something that's so powerful that happens when people share their testimonies. When they share their testimonies, say, could, could you tell me about what it was like? What, what, was the, what was the setting? What was the environment? What was the condition of your heart? Were you broken before the Lord? Did it come out of nowhere? What was it like? Were you in your bedroom on the floor? Were you in an altar at church? Were you in your car? Where was it? Were you in a Bible study on a Thursday night? Were you downtown on your lunch break with a coworker? What did it look like? Share testimonies with each other. You wanna to talk to me about my experience? I'd love to, I'd love to. Let's get together and talk about that. Number three, have your eyes, ears, and your hands ready. Last week at the very beginning of my message, I had shared some funny preschool rules. We put out, we reached in and we got our listening ears on and we said, speak Lord for your servant is listening. And we put on looking goggles and we had our happy hands. Jesus gave us happy hands. My challenge to all of us right now is to have eyes, ears, and hands that are ready. Because a lot of times the gift doesn't come where like all of a sudden it's a Tuesday morning and ba-bam, there it is. There it is. But we have to have ears that are listening, eyes that can see and hands that are ready and willing to do the work that the Holy Spirit is sending us to. What if you're at Walmart on a Wednesday, do you have ears that hear when the Holy Spirit would say, I want you to pray for your cashier. I'm gonna give you the words. Do, are we people who are like, I can't, I can't do that. If you want more of him and wanna be used by the Holy Spirit, be ready because he's first sometimes gonna ask you to take a step of obedience. Do you have ears that are listening? Hey, I want you to go up to that person and say, can I pray for you? And just trust that the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to pray at the right time. What if, what if you do have this, the gift of healing? 
and he's waiting for you to actually go up to someone and lay your hands on them and pray for them. We could have people in here who have the gift of healing, miraculous faith. You could have it, but he's waiting for you to be like, do you hear what I've, I've been telling you on who to, who to go up to? I've been telling you, do you have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hands that are ready? Hands that are ready. About two years ago, I, um, I prayed, I was in the checkout at Walmart and I had an overwhelming sense to pray for the cashier that watches. You know, they're just kind of standing there at the checkout area, the self-checkout. And um, I was in a hurry and it was overwhelming. It was such a, like I was going to be uncomfortable um, and it's not my personality to do that, but it was very direct that I had to go to that person and pray for them. And I was fully expecting that they could be like, no. <laughs> and I went up and I said, this might sound weird, but I have such a sense that Jesus just told me to come over here and pray for you. Can I pray for you? Is there anything? And they immediately broke down and said, yes. And they want, and I just started praying. And I believe at that moment, God gave me a word of knowledge for that person because she thought I was a creepy stalker that I read her mail. I didn't know her, I didn't know anything about her, but I prayed exactly what the Holy Spirit needed to be prayed over at that person at that time. And I'm telling you this, because then, by the time I was done finished being praying for her, three people were waiting in line after that to be prayed for. He fills us with power fills us with power to go and do what he's called us to do. That's not my personality type, but he gives us gifts. Do you have ears to hear, eyes that see, and hands that are ready? Number three, I want you to try a gift on for size. I share this because sometimes there is a leader or a pastor or someone in your life who may see something in you before you even see it. And they can say, would you try this? Would you do this? Try it. Try it. You might be like, that's so not me. That's so not me. My natural personality before the Holy Spirit started taking over and I started unpacking my gifts, this is not who I am. As a, a young teenager, I was shy, timid, quiet. I kept my eyes down in the hallway at school. Don't look at me. I can't raise my hand and answer a question, shy and timid, but God has given me a gift. And when I come on a stage, usually I like it with ki kids, but the Holy Spirit enables me and empowers me to bring God's word. Try something. Someone else called it out in me. Hey Beth, have you thought about this? And the last one I wanna give you is to hunger and thirst for him. Matthew 5, 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Stay hungry, church. Be so hungry for him that you want more of his presence, that you want more of him on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday. Hunger and thirst for more of the Holy Spirit. And church, it's my prayer that you'll open your gift that you'll open your gift, that the Holy Spirit will just rain down in this place and, and our people will be using the gifts that God has given you to go and build his church.
Let me pray for you, church. Let me pray for you. Dear God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the gifts that you have given to these people, to those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. God, I just pray that you rain down your presence, that we would be people who have eyes to see and ears to hear and hands that are ready, that we would open up our gifts, God, that prophecy would flow from this place, that miracles would be happening, that people would be experiencing healings, that you would grow our faith. God, would you move in this church? Would you move in this church? Would you blow through this place? Send your fire, send your fire. May today be a day that is marked in Life Church's history on a day that so many people opened their gifts, discovered what you had for them. What an exciting day. God, we love you. We love your word. Thank you for the gifts that you have given us. May we go and share the good news of Jesus. And in your name, we pray, amen and amen. As I close, 2 Corinthians 13, 14 was the verse I shared on week one. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Be with you all. Be blessed, church. Happy Sunday. Have a fantastic week. And let's celebrate that Pastor Pete will be back next week. Bye, church.